Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Mike Lynch. What's going on? This is Rashad. This is the Sports Sunday Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. It is now brought to you on the fan by your local Les Schwab Tire Centers. Doing the right thing since 1952. Weekends were made for sports. Now do the robot voice. I want to hear it again. Meet more sharp robot. That's a terrible robot voice. A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. Everyone, meet freelance alien bounty hunter Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp? The football guy? Yeah, I hunt aliens now. Used to catch TDs, now I catch ETs. You ever caught an alien, Shannon? Not yet, Mr. Question, but I'll let you know when I do. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. Where are the turtles? Where are the turtles? Come on, guys, get out of here. Where are the turtles? And Rashad Taylor. Nobody calls me Lebowski. You got the wrong guy. I'm the dude, man. On 1080 The Fan. Hour two of two right here on 1080 The Fan. This is Sports Sunday. Lynch is out. Uh, he's somewhere fancy. You know, who who's left off bad and bougie? Not Mike Lynch. You know, he's definitely going to get it in no matter uh, where he goes. He goes somewhere like literally like every two months. Right, Jesse? Like Lynch is never here. Well, I wouldn't say he's never here. Well, I, he's I'd here. say he, he gets to go on like on a, a trip more often than the average individual probably. Like when I, I'm say, gone, yeah. when I'm gone, it's because I'm typically sick. Like I'm not going to miss a day. But if I'm like, and you know, I have to be like, Man, I can't move for me not to come to the show. Uh, when you're gone, you've got like a volleyball tournament or you're <laughs> playing water polo. No, Jesse is seriously like Jesse yeah. is a is a crazy like off. Oh, what do you call those? Not like 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 off sports like. I, I yeah I do the off sports. Yeah, you know yeah. like obscure sports monthly. You know Jesse is definitely you know a part of those leagues. But Lynch is always gone. He makes me feel like I'm not doing enough with my life. Maybe I gotta start. <laughs> uh, I gotta. You know, reevaluate some things. Got a couple texts here on the Better You Today text line. Uh, Turner's okay. Need better starting forwards. Get healthy Nurk back. Develop Collins. Probably can't afford cancer. Keep Damon, CJ, and find some forwards. That's been the that's that's really been the, I guess the mindset. You, you really want to get a couple guys. You know, you like what you've gotten from Rodney Hood. Um, at least I have. I've really enjoyed Rodney Hood being a Blazer, especially through, through this playoff run. I think he's been great. But unfortunately, like if you're the Blazers, you spent so much money on these other dudes. Like you don't have, you have to go way over the luxury tax. To do and so. and, and I say do it, but I agree. I like Rodney Hood, but man, dude didn't play last night. I mean, 17 minutes. I think he's probably our third best player right now. That that uh, Nurk is hurt. How, how does he get 17 minutes? Uh, again, those those rotations that we talk about all the time with Terry Stotts. That's the one thing. If you bang on Terry Stotts for anything, he took three shots. And you need Rodney Hood to be more aggressive, especially against this Golden State team, because I think he matches up, you know, pretty well with with some of these guys. You, you're talking about a long, rangy kind of wing player that can go right along with the Sean Livingston, that can go right along with the Loonies and some of those guys that, that Golden State has. So you would think playing more than 17 minutes would be a great thing. Dame is a great uh, a great player, but people want to put him in the superstar category. 
Uh, he's had a couple superstar playoff moments. He's need He needs more. Well, I mean, we consider Jimmy Butler a superstar, and he's had very few, you know, great playoff moments. And, you know, I think there are certain guys in there, you know, we considered Embiid, you know, to be a superstar, and Embiid couldn't get out the first round until this year. At least Dame has done it a few times. So it's hard to play in the playoffs. And, you know, there are about 10 superstar players in the league, 11, yeah. 12. Dame think, is one of them. You think Dame is one of them? I think he's one of them. Okay, so question, uh, so when the chips are on the line, I, to me, I feel like you can't scheme against a superstar. I've said this a few times this show. I don't think you can scheme against a superstar. I think we're seeing that with Giannis, right? I think we see that with Harden. I think Harden, you know, loses it himself. But with Dame, I think you physically can scheme against this guy. I just think that you trap him out early in that corner, and he just can't get – I don't know if he's just not big enough or what, but he just is absolutely neutralized. I, I don't know if he's – Yes, I think bigger guards definitely give him uh, a, a bit of a problem. But, you know, we also have to look on, you know, what he's able to do. Like, Dame didn't play well last night and still was able to put up, you know, 19. That's with playing terrible right. with the bum, you know, with the, with the rib and everything like that. Dame is definitely a, a superstar level, caliber, superstar caliber player. Uh, it's a matter, I think these playoff moments are really what gives you that huge nod. You look at what Giannis is doing right now and, Giannis is arguably the most unstoppable. He reminds me of Shaq. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, that, yeah, he reminds me of, of, of Orlando Shaq. You know, the way he can uh, dribble down the court and looks almost like really like he's about to have a turnover and then he gets all the way to the rim and just dunks in everybody's face. Like, it's really hard. And we're going to talk about Milwaukee and Giannis oh. here in a little bit because they're super, super fun to watch. But first, we want to get to game four. One more game for the Blazers uh, to hopefully push it to a game five. I think most people in Portland think that the Blazers can pull this game out. I personally think – I didn't think they were going to lose both on their home floor. I think they're going to win at least one. Uh, Golden State has been great on the road, of course. You know, they're, they're even better at home. But Portland is great at home as well. And that was a game last night to where they just – they let up and they gave it away. And I don't know if Dame's injury is more serious. People are, you know, letting on. Uh, I don't know if – how hurt Cantor still is to allow Myers to step in there in, in that role. But uh, either way, the Blazers need to find some type of heart if they're going to, if they plan to come into the Moda Center tomorrow night and pull off a game for us. Man, you know, I, I hate to be this guy because just like I say, man, I, I, I never want to say nothing bad about my Blazers, but it's a wrap, man. I mean, I, I almost don't even want the gentleman's sweep. It, just go ahead and finish this off. Uh, I'd let Dame sit if his rib is hurt. You know, I, I'm going to just be revolutionary about it and say let Anthony play. If we're going to play like that, I don't want to see us be up 17 points, lose, and get swept at home. It, it, that's just too much, man. I, I just would rather have him sit and just let it be over. This has been a nightmare. Uh, I wanted us to win two games. That's what I thought we had in us. I didn't think we were going to win the series, but I did think we were going to be more competitive. I thought the Blazers could have won the series. And judging from the way they played through the first few games, at least up until the third quarter, up until the end of the third quarter, um, I still thought they were a really competitive team. They're just playing against a team that's just, you know, that much better, you know, than than anybody else. Man. I just, I don't think, I mean, I, I think they're better. I don't think they're that much better, though. Now with KD out, right? I mean, if you look at the stats, last night, they had three players beat our whole team. Thoroughly. Yeah. I mean, it was Draymond, Steph, Clay. Clay didn't even have a great game. Nobody else scored in double figures. But those are the three from the Warriors that you know for a fact. If those three play well 
everybody else can just kind of do okay. And that's always and that's really that's the story of the championship team that they had prior to KD coming there. As long as they play well, everybody else and Harrison Barnes, you get your little seven points and you'll be fine. You know, you can just kind of uh, keep us afloat. Uh, got a couple texts here on the Better You Today text line. Uh, bottom line, we need another All Star to take the pressure off Dame. It would be nice, but really, to be real, I think we, people are forgetting you're playing without potentially your other All Star. Yeah, you know, you haven't played with uh, Nurkic since. He broke his leg that which uh, which was almost two months ago. True, you know. So you have another guy. You, it's it's easy to forget that the Blazers are missing their second best, but potentially their second best player. And here they are in the Western Conference Finals. And it begs the question that what would they be doing if Nurkic were actually there? How good would this team? What is is Jokic as effective as he is if you have Nurkic standing there defending him? Well, you know? the, the the maddening thing about Nurk being out is you know when you're up 17 points and uh, Golden State goes on an 8-0 run, you throw the ball in, he gets two points, right? We just don't have that right now. No. Uh, another text here on the Better You Today text line. Only seven superstars, Giannis, Steph, LeBron, KD, Harden, Davis, and Kawhi, they can carry their teams. Uh, Davis has carried New Orleans where? You know, he passed the Blazers the one the uh, last year, but outside of that, not much. Um you know, I'll give you everyone else, you know, on that list. But Anthony Davis is definitely a superstar. But, I mean, we can't use the the fact that they carry their team somewhere uh, to be the, the end-all. It's important. It's absolutely important. But LeBron plays for the Lakers, and they're not in the playoffs right now. And also, so, I, I can't put Davis up there because he gave up on his team. I feel see, like the team gave up on him, too. The, listen, this is why if you looked at and I know we have to break. Man, if you watch Zion find out that New Orleans is the team that he's going to go to, he went from super excited that he could be playing the Knicks or the Lakers to um, going to New Orleans. Why? Because seventy <laughs> for seven years, they did nothing to support Anthony Davis with talent. So you put him in this small market with no additional players and expect and go to the first round every year to be swept by the, the, the number one seed. Like, yes, you didn't do anything for me. So guess what? Now I'm telling you, hey, bro, I'm not going to resign here in two years. You might want to do something to make sure you get something for me or get nothing for me. And I'm the jerk for that. I'm coming out and telling you I don't want to really work here. I'm giving you my, my two weeks notice is what he would essentially do. Man, I'm going to find another job. I'm just letting you know now that you can trade me and figure things out. I want to go here. It doesn't mean you have to trade me there. Just trade me because I'm not going to be here anymore. That's New Orleans' fault. There's a reason they have a new GM and everything else. Once they took him off the Twitter and once they took him off, they, they took him off the team uh, – the team video and stuff, like, New Orleans was incredibly petty. And if I'm Zion Williamson, I'm staying in college another year, I'm going to play in Europe, I am not going to New Orleans. Wow. That's for sure. Wow. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I, I went on a little tangent. <laughs> coming, coming up next, uh, you want to talk about, about the Milwaukee or do you want to talk about maybe the rest of the NBA moving forward? Uh, let's talk about let's talk about Milwaukee. Okay, man. Uh, is there anybody that can beat the Bucks? We're going to talk about that when we come back next, right here on The Fan. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Scrolling through my Facebook right now and just looking at all the Blazers suck. Um... Can't believe I'm watching this trash. These are just all, you know, message from last night. Uh, missed two or three free throws, then airballed a three. Great season. Blazers, this is a wrap. 
Yeah, so this was the overall feeling. This has really been the, the Twitter feed and the Facebook feed and Instagram for the past uh, week. You know, people Knee-jerk just reactions. Kind of, no, they're, I mean, I don't know if there's so much knee-jerk as as much as they are. Just, man, you, you all of a sudden see that, man, this team is – it's got some deficiencies as opposed to Golden State. And I mean, it didn't feel good. Yeah, no, it, it definitely doesn't feel good. But you know who does feel good right now is Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, the best record in the NBA. Uh, they look like the most unstoppable team in the playoffs at this point as they have lost one game during this playoff run. Wow, right I didn't now. know that. Um, and so far in the two games against... The Raptors, the first game uh, looked a lot closer than it actually was. Uh, the Raptors win, or excuse me, uh, Milwaukee wins 108 to 100. Uh, Giannis, of course, out there, you know, there's a reason they call him uh, the Greek freak. It's it's well-deserved. Uh, the first game he had, let me find this. Computer's being weird right now. Uh, first game, Giannis Antetokounmpo, 24 points. 14 rebounds, six assists, three blocks, you know, you know, small work, light work. Uh, and then the next night he he comes out and continues doing what he's supposed to do, which was 30 points, 17 rebounds, five assists, two blocks. Unbelievable. This guy is a, he's a, he's a creative player. He's not real. Like, I mean, nothing about him, his arms. He gained 50 pounds from the time he came into the NBA, which was five years, uh, four years ago until now. He's gained 50 pounds of muscle. He's become easily uh, one of the top two or three attractions in the NBA. I think it goes yeah. uh, LeBron, the Warriors, Giannis. You know, I think I mean, he's yeah, right he, there. He's had, didn't he have two years where he had a, uh, or actually, no, he didn't do this year, have his own all-star team? Yes, it's the first year to where it was team onto Tacumpo. Yeah. And so a lot of people for a long time said that, and it bothered me, you know, because I, I you know, as, especially as a black man, I, I didn't like it. But here's a guy that he'll never be a star because people can't pronounce his name. Right. Well, you know what? People had a lot, hard time saying Nowitzki for a long time. You eventually figure out the great ones. Absolutely. And you figure out how to say their names. And right now, Giannis is one of those guys that is completely unstoppable. And what begs the question, are the Bucks completely unstoppable? Because it goes beyond Giannis now. Like, he is obviously, he's the centerpiece of that team. Throughout the season, 27 points, 12 and a half rebounds, six, re- six assists for the most part. You know, his, his PR was fifth in the NBA. Like, he was somebody that was incredibly talented. But then you start looking at that team of his, and the Bucks are just, they're long and they're athletic they and got, they can shoot. They got a lot of players. And they have dudes that everybody kind of wrote off. Absolutely, yep. George Hill, after missing those big free throws, or that big free throw in uh, last year's finals, was kind of a guy that ro- they wrote off. Um, Malcolm Brogdon uh, tore, or I think tore something in his knee just before the playoffs got there, and he missed some time. He's come back like he hasn't missed a beat. Uh, Miritich, we know, if you're a Blazer fan, how much of a problem he was from the series that you had last year against New Orleans, and now he is in Milwaukee. He's doing, you know, great things. Brooke Lopez was waived by the last team he was on, and Brooke Lopez is making – Wait, what team was that? Was it the was it the, was Lakers? It the Lakers? I think it was. Wow. Yeah, the Lakers. I think it was. Or it was, was it Lakers? What a front it? office. Oh, the Lakers. Oh, that's a, that's a whole different 
We could li- literally we could talk about the Lakers for thirty minutes, and it could be. And I think that would give Portland fans a nice little pick me up. Oh, let's do that because the the Lakers have been terrible. But Brooke Lopez is somebody who's uh, been a great uh, asset for them. He's great at shooting that three ball. Then you got guys coming off the bench like Ilya Sova, who's also a very good three point shooter. Pal Gasol doesn't even play, and he's somebody that's on that team for more than anything moral support. But you know Tony Snell comes in the game to get you some big buckets, and then. Chris Middleton, who is the other all-star from their team, who is as smooth as could be. Like, you I mean, look at the got, way he scores. They like, got ballers, be, you know, buried on the bench. Pat Connaughton, I mean, he gave us minutes. Pat Connaughton was, again, a castaway from Portland. Yeah. Here, you can just have – I don't even know who the Blazers – was it a free agent signing for Connaughton? Did they trade him? I think him? that we chose Seth over him. And they just gave away Connaughton. And Connaughton is there in the playoffs giving significant moments, yeah. you know, to this team. It – you see how they're breezing through the East. LeBron didn't breeze through the East like that. He even, he stumbled um, having a few games, but this Milwaukee team is just making it look well I, easy. I'm, I'm going to go as far as say this, and I hate to write my blazers off, but I don't think that we make it to the finals. Obviously if the Warriors get to the finals and the Bucks get to the finals, if they don't have KD, I don't see the Warriors winning more than two games. Uh, you know what? I, I don't, I don't, I think the Warriors could win two games. Honestly, I think this team uh, uh, shoots the three ball very well. They're all really big, and I think that at a, at a point, man, those big guards, you know, Malcolm Brogdon and Middleton, you know, kind of hovering over a Steph Curry, I think that could be a huge problem for the Warriors. I honestly think the way the the, the Bucks are playing, I think they're I think they're they're that's the NBA champion right there. I, I, honestly, I, 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 I know a lot of people are crowning the Bucks early. And I get it, and I, I guess I'm one of those people as well. Um, I know how good – we're seeing how good Golden State is, you know, right now. You're looking at a team in Milwaukee who's just figured out who and what they are, which is scary. I, I agree. And, you know, the, the, what I will say is if KD does come back, right, healthy, then I think it gives them, it gives them more of a shot. Um, but I just don't see them having enough to beat this team. It, who guards Giannis? I I don't think that no one, no, I mean, no one. Like again, he's he's the closest thing I've seen to, and this is with an Embiid, and this is with Nurkic, and this is with all the bigs in the league. He's the closest thing I've seen to a Shaq as far as the dominance. Like he gets the ball and he does whatever he dunks the ball whenever he wants to. I saw him when he played the game in Portland. Uh, he backed down Aminu, three big dribbles, never turned around, reached up with his right hand behind his head, and, the and dunked the ball. It's like get the hell out of here. How do you stop that dude? There's no stopping him. And I'm looking at the team that he has, and I'm looking at the coach that he has in Boonhoser who's been just waiting to have his little moment as a head coach. Uh, so we got a text here on the Better You Today text line. Eric Bledsoe is Damian Lillard on steroids. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. Eric Bledsoe is a huge guy. How about this? I play with Milwaukee on my 2K. I wanted a good player to play with for my, for my point guard, so I chose Giannis and everything. And he's unstoppable on the game. My And my team has won four championships since I've been playing with Milwaukee, <laughs> four straight. Eric Bledsoe is much better than my created player is. And so I'm looking at that saying, not 2K, but Eric Bledsoe is a guy that often goes, you know, overlooked with this team because Giannis is so great, because Middleton has been great, because you see the emergence of somebody like, you know, um, I'm sorry, Malcolm Brogdon. This team is as complete as it gets. They play defense. They're great at defense. I think they're the best defensive team in the league. They're great rebounding the ball. They're great with assists. They're great with the three-point shot. Like, this is arguably right now, especially without Kevin Durant on the Warriors, this is the most complete team 
in basketball, and I honestly don't see anybody beating the Bucks at this point. You know, and it's funny. Somebody did text in, what if Boogie comes back? You know, it changes if, things. It, it changes things. It changes. It things. does change things. But I think that Boogie would need to come back this series to get some reps in. I don't know if he could run up and down the court against Milwaukee after not playing for months. I mean, these guys are a track team. They go. They go fast. They're efficient. I don't see anybody beating them. Uh, I quit watching the NBA if Pat Connaughton wins a ring before the Blazers. Hey man, one man's trash. <laughs> you know, we know the old saying: one man's trash is another man's treasure. And Pat Connaughton, I listen. I like any guy that played for the Blazers that left here on a good note and goes and does their thing. I was really happy for somebody like uh, uh, what's what's my guy's name? Place for saying uh, Patty Mills. Really yeah. happy for Patty Mills for going off and, and getting his championship. Man, just because you hate Patty Mills. You don't like his three goggles? Come on now. Man, I was, you know what I'm saying? He was a guy that, because he played, why? Because when he was in Portland, he played hard. He did what he was supposed to do. He played his role. Probably could have played more minutes, but for what he was given, he never complained. He did his thing. I, lo- I got love for Patty Mills going out and doing his own thing. You know, so if Pat Connaughton goes ahead and wins a ring with this squad, which is incredibly good, hey, man, more power to you, Pat Connaughton. All right, the, the, there's two things that I'm just going to throw out there. One, I... The East is better, but to me, the East is still the East. And yeah. so, to me, honestly, I'm not going to say Mil- uh, Milwaukee's bad. They're not that they're not great, but the East is still the East. And there's something to be said about being there, the I'm- experience of it. And it, as we all know, the most important linchpins on the Golden State Warriors have not just been there; they've been there all phases of the moments of the finals. And I'm not at all would I write them off at this oh, point. Oh, no, again, again, with KD on the floor, we're talking about a way different series. You're, I mean, I think I still, I will give that to the Warriors in this case. Without Kevin Durant on the floor, just a little bit different. But, you know, I, I look at the fact that for Golden State, you know, this hasn't been a breeze for them to get there. You know, you start your... Has st- been since they've been without Kevin Durant. Well, I mean, well, I mean, well, since they've been without <laughs> KD, but even still, these Blazers games, even though they've been given away, these they've had to work for these Blazer games. You know, they've had to work to, to come back and build those leagues. So they played hard. So I think you you got a competitive series with uh, the Clippers. Then you move forward and you get another competitive series with the Rockets to go six games. Now you come to Portland, and they, these are three games that, they that they've won, but we argue all the time that the Blazers could have won these games. So they haven't been they – have, they, they've had to play hard. And so then you get to this Milwaukee team who's just breezed through the playoffs thus far – it will be a little bit different, especially without KD. We got a couple of texts here on the Brid, uh, Better to You Today text line I want to read before we get out of here. Uh, in response to us saying, Pat Connaughton, I'll be happy for him, uh, the texter just said, no, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, hey, we've been uh, we've been lost yet. Obviously, people think Damian people, – people, I think Damian Lillard could uh, will his team to the, win the next four games. No. Yeah, I mean – No. No. He could he could go Kobe and just completely go on a huge tear, but unfortunately against this team, I just think it's too little. If you wanted to get a game, you had to get that game too. That's the one you had to steal on their floor. Um, even if you didn't get even if you didn't get last night's game, stealing that game too would have gone Dame incredibly far as far as making you is more one, competitive. Dame, I think Dame's going to be the best Blazer ever. There's no way he's going to be the best Blazer ever. No, he's going to be the best Blazer ever. Ever, but there's no way that he wills us. We win four games in a row. Okay, Damian Lillard when he gets gets angry, I'm telling you this guy, uh, <laughs> this guy, some East Oakland. I really believe he can will us to four games straight. I, I mean, I want to feel you. I want to feel you, bro. I really for or or ma'am, you know, whomever you are. Like, I want to feel you. I, I think Dame is that good, and uh, we'll definitely see. Okay, we got to go. Coming up next, hate it or love it. But first, Jesse has Sports Center. 
Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Maybe I should turn on the right button. There it is. All right. It is 10. Where's the clock? Can't see it in front of me. Make up a time. 1035. 1036 and 22 seconds. Is that what it says in yours? The, my computer yeah. says 1035. I don't even know where the clock is in here. Did they take it out? I Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure when they put in the new board and everything. And, no. Like, there's always been a clock right there. No. Wow. Week. Okay, well, whatever. Thanks, guys, for taking it out and not telling nobody. 1035, hate it or love it. Uh, Jesse likes what you say. He's going to give us a point. Uh, we're going to find a new point sound. I know we, the Texas, we hear you. We, we hear you. We know. And it's my little annoying. We're going to we're gonna find a new sound for you in, in, in a while. But for now, if he likes the answer, he's going to give us a Mario sound. He doesn't like it. You get like a takeaway sound. I don't know what that sounds like. I never get it. Um, or, you know, when you when you run out of time, you're going to hear the sound. You're going to know what it means. Uh, Jesse, go ahead and take us away, bro. Just for that, I'm going to find something really annoying to replace it with. Oh, Jesse, seriously. <laughs> yeah. Let's just torture everyone like with it. Let's yeah, go. no, it'll be real annoying. Don't worry. It'll be something like shame. Shame. Okay. Shame. <laughs> let's let's Some do it. Game of Thrones reference like or it. something. All right. Um, let's start out with, uh, I guess, I, let's break it up, bring in a little bit of NFL. Um, you know, we kind of alluded to the fact that eventually NFL sun, er, football Sunday is coming back. So um, I get excited about that. I'm already starting to think about fantasy. Go Niners. Right. Um, fantasy action. Uh, that thinking about rookies or first-year players that could possibly make an impact in fantasy, and I'm thinking about a guy out of Washington who didn't get a play in his rookie year because he tore his ACL in literally his first play of the first preseason game in Darius Geis. I don't know if you guys remember that guy. He kind of got forgot, but he was uh, considered to be a top prospect in fantasy until he tore his ACL. With that said, love or hate, Darius Geis will be the top we're just going to put him in with this group, rookie running back this season. Where'd he go? Washington. Well, where'd he I mean, to and, and to which team? The Redskins. Oh, my, my boy Eddie's a big Redskins uh... fan. Yeah, they still got Adrian Peterson there, but they, they you know, they're going to be working with Dwayne Haskins probably as their starting quarterback. Probably going to want to run the ball in. Not to mention, I'll give you guys a couple tidbits. Um, uh, Jay Gruden uh, obviously loves to run the ball, but the last couple of years, uh, the running backs for the Washington Redskins have had some of the top goal-to-go situations in the NFL. Just just throwing that out there as well. So, uh, love or hate, Darius Geis will be the top first-year running back in fantasy this year. Um, Love, only yeah. because I can't think of the other rookie running backs that came out this year. Um. I, I think he's got a, a pretty good situation, if anything, if it's, which is weird to say about anything that regards Washington football. Uh, so if you know I don't call him by their team name, as I'm, I haven't forgot about that. But uh, I think he can be one of those guys that really catches a lot of people by surprise. The one great thing about being a rookie running back or even a second-year guy is there's not a whole lot of tape on you. And so we've seen a lot of rookie running backs come out um, in fantasy and be huge contributors to teams because no one really knows how to uh, defend them like that. So you see rookie numbers, they're really huge. And then by the second year, sophomore year, um, not as big. Uh, I think there's still some maybe a few offensive line issues with uh, – 
with uh, Washington, uh, especially that's how they end up losing their quarterback and he got his leg snapped in two. Uh, I'm still not sure what the wide receiver position is. I look at the depth chart for, uh, you know, it doesn't look great. You know, Paul Richardson, Trey Quinn, Kevin Harmon, you know, so he's going to be getting the ball a whole, whole bunch. So I think he can be uh, among the best. I'm going to go ahead and say say he's going to be the best because I don't even know who the other rookie running backs are. At this point. You know what? I'm going to say I love it. I-, I love it because Washington has to run the ball. They don't have a quarterback. I mean, who's throwing the ball? Who's their main receiver? I think they have a great defense. They're going to have a good defense. Their defense is going to predicate the fact they have to run the ball to control the game. I don't, I don't see anybody having, getting more carries than this guy on the team. Adrian Peterson is going to get hurt at some point in the year. I hate to say it, but it happens every single year. Uh, yeah, I think that he he might produce more than anybody else, uh, any of the other rookies. I don't know who any of the rookies are either. That that's kind of part of the point is the fact that before you have known some, I I think um, the best case scenario is you get, uh, can't remember his name off the top of my head too, and I'm I'm pretty good about this, but. Uh, the Oakland drafted that kid out of Alabama in the first round. He's supposed to be pretty good. And then um, the the Bears drafted a kid that's supposed to be pretty good as a, a dual-purpose back that more fits Matt Nagy's offense. But that is kind of point, the point of that is the fact that I think a lot of people are going to o- overshadow Darius Geis because they forgot about him, got hurt really early, didn't have that, that rookie season. But in reality, he might come out and be the um, most valuable guy as far as um, rookie running backs. I'm looking at guys, Miles Sanders from Penn State, uh, Darrell Henderson from Memphis, Damian Harris from Alabama, uh, Mike Weaver from uh, Weber, Weaver from Ohio State. They, like, I mean. Uh, but, you, you, but, you know, we might be sleeping on uh, the kid out of Stanford. They got hurt last year. Love, Bryce Love. Love, Bryce yeah. Love. We might be sleeping on Love. Yeah, no, and that actually was a really good value value pick. I yeah, don't remember exactly nice, who, that was a nice pick who grabbed them, but uh, he went a little bit later in the rounds, and uh, he, he was a, a Heisman hopeful, yeah, that guy. Yes, so. he was. Absolutely. Uh, all right, moving on. Uh, we'll stick with the NFL because I miss it, and we're going to go to Pittsburgh. We haven't really talked about the Pittsburgh situation since the departure of uh, Antonio Brown and Lavian Bell. Now, obviously, they didn't have Bell last year. didn't quite look as the same dominant team as – Seasons before, but they were also contending with the uh, circus that was Antonio Brown last year. Love or hate, the, um, the Steelers will not miss a beat without Brown and Bell. Mm. Um, hate. You know, it's 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 unfortunate, but, you know, Lavian Bell is or was, at least at that point, one of the great best running backs in the league. Some people would say he is the best running back in the league. It's hard to find somebody that has his level of patience and then his uh, his ability to um, to burst after he kind of figures out exactly what he wants to do from there. Uh, Antonio Brown has been widely regarded as the best receiver in football. You know, a lot of people will say Julio Jones. A lot of people will say Odell Beckham. But Antonio Brown has always been one of those guys that's just been a constant for Ben uh, Roethlisberger, who arguably has the best deep ball in, in football. Whenever you just threw the ball up to that guy, he went and got it. Now you're going to get to see if Juju Smith-Schuster is really as good as he thinks he is or if he was just the product of, of being able to play alongside of one of the greatest receivers that we've seen over the last 10 years. 
James Conner played really well last year, but everybody knew that he was no Le'Veon Bell. That doesn't mean he can't play better. James Conner only going into his, what is it, third year at this point? So somebody that can still show a whole lot of improvement. I guess the de- the question is, what do the Steelers do on the defensive end? That's kind of where they've been Swiss cheese over the last few years. They haven't been the steel curtain that we're used to seeing them uh, be. But I think offensively, I think Tomlin is smart enough to where he'll figure some offensive things out. Big Ben is still good enough to where he can make things happen. But honestly, I think the question is going to be, can the defense stop anyone? Well, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say that um, I love it. I don't think they'll miss a beat this year. Um, I think that... Uh, Juju uh, is going to go ahead and step up and show everybody that he's ready to be a star. Uh, and Bell didn't play last year already. They, they still made the playoffs. Connor is, is decent at uh, running the ball. Their conference, or I'm sorry, their division is hasn't really gotten stronger other than the Browns. But the Ravens, I think, are going to be worse. I think the Bengals are going to be worse. So I think they'll still make the playoffs. I think they'll still be a first, uh, first game exit. I don't think that they'll make any further, but I don't think that they're going to lose a beat. I think they'll still make the playoffs. All right. And, uh, well, maybe time for Portland to start possibly looking ahead as far as the offseason after going down 0-3. Hard to, uh, hate to say it, but uh, I don't know if this Blazer team is the 2015-16 Cleveland Cavaliers. I don't think they're going down 0-3 and then defeating the Golden State Warriors. Just say it. Throw that out there. Uh, With that said, love or hate, the Blazers need to look to get involved as the third team in a trade this offseason. Basically, some cap relief mostly, right? So, love or hate, they should be looking to get involved as the third team in a trade. Um, Love, but it depends on who you're thinking about trading. I hope everybody is off this trade CJ uh, bandwagon they've been on for a long time because CJ McCollum, without him, uh, you are pretty much finished in the first round. Like, C's been a guy that's been consistent for this Blazers team. Really, since he's come back from injury, CJ hasn't really missed uh, much of a beat. We forget that the kid missed, all, like, nine games of the season with a, with a messed-up knee, so he's able to come in and do his thing. But, yes, man, I think you got expiring contracts that you have to figure out what to do with. you got money on your books, and because of this money, you're not able to resign any of the guys you need. Three of the major guys that are that are responsible for the Blazers being in the position right now, the, that they are right now, are all free agents at the end of the season because the Blazers can't afford to sign them. Enos Cantor is one of them, Rodney Hood's the other, and Seth Curry. Those are three guys that have been impact players for the Blazers during this playoff run. And at, at the moment, you have no money to sign any of those guys. So, yes, being involved with the, as a third team in a trade, getting if nothing else, getting rid of some of that salary to where you can actually go out and find another free agent. I'm using free agent lightly because we don't really find too many of those in Portland, but being having the flexibility to go out and find somebody else, maybe find another guy that has two years on his contract that wants to come and play uh, some trailblazer basketball. Uh, I love it. You know, I, I think that we, we're overdue for a trade to bring somebody in. You know, uh, the Rodney Hood trade was huge. I mean, and that was one of the most slept on trades of the year. We picked up a guy with high value for us in the playoffs and, and we got rid of uh, someone that was sitting on the bench. I think we need to do that again. I think that we do need to look at Myers Leonard, uh, let him perform a little bit in the next game, see if we can get his trade value up uh, and get that contract off our books, uh, free up some money. We do have to sign, re-sign CJ and Dame. So it's going to be pretty uh, important that we bring somebody in uh, and then also free up some cap space. Hulu has live sports. Come on, Dame. Be money. All right. 
today's winner is Rashad Taylor. All right. Woo. Hey. Can't let you come to my show and just beat me, Kenny. You know what I'm saying? Like, real competitive. Uh, coming up next, man, some jibber-jabber, mumbo-jumbo. Uh, talk to Crush about what he's got going on. Maybe look a little bit forward to game four. That's coming up next right here on The Fan. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Well, last Sunday we heard this music and the Blazers had won game seven. And we're on their way to play game one on Tuesday. And it was supposed to be glorious. Those were the days, man. Those were the days, man. Looking back, you know, I wish I could go back to that day and just do that day over and over again because that day was fun. But uh, either way, game four coming up tomorrow. Let's see if the Blazers can try to dig themselves out of that hole. Uh, They've dug it pretty deep, but we'll see how that works out. That's going to be tomorrow night on ESPN, 6 o'clock tip. So hopefully everybody is able to, you know, Put on their blazer gear, possibly for the last time for the year, you know, and uh, and root on root on a team. But um, Scott, I wanted to I want to talk to you for a little bit, and just uh, really, man, see what you got going. I mean, Scott and Sorrell Consulting, man, Urban Marketing. Uh, you guys help with people's social media and stuff like that. How can people find you, bro? Man, you know the best way to find me is um, you can always hit me up on Instagram uh, at Kenny Crush K E N N Y K R U S H. And it should be noted, I'm going to start my Instagram sometime within the next couple days. Man, please so, let me know. I'd love to help you out, man. Absolutely, get, to, get man. you up and running. So, can, so what what got you into consulting? I don't like people like that to want to you know work for them and do stuff. Well, for man, them. you know me and uh, my business partner Monique Sorrell Taylor. Uh, Shout out to uh, Miss Taylor, absolutely. good friend of mine. We've been doing um, events and uh, marketing for about with each other for about ten years now, and uh, you know we just wanted to help other folks that want to do some things. You know, if you need help with uh, planning a wedding, a birthday party, a divorce party, if you if your company is looking to do a corporate event, people um, have divorce. They call you for divorce parties. Yeah, we've done divorce parties. Man. What's the craziest party that you've like, or maybe not even crazy? It's just the weirdest one. It's like, oh, okay, I haven't done that one yet. Uh, you know, the the craziest party we did, we just we did one recently with McDonald's, right? And so uh, we did one uh, at this bar, and they wanted to introduce, you know how they're doing bacon on all their stuff. So that we did, like, bacon-infused drinks all night, and people were eating bacon McMuffins in the club. It was great. That's kind of tight, coming to the club where you can eat a uh, McMuffin. So, um, man, we got we got a little bit of time left. How much time? Maybe about a, maybe a little over a minute or something like that. So, um... Game four, what are your expectations for, for the Blazers moving forward? You know, I expect us to come out and give a good fight, man. Uh, with seeing that Dame is hurt, I'm, I'm hoping that he can do something or sit out. You know, if you can't play, man, just let's go ahead and let one of the youngsters come in and get some experience. Um, I think we're going to get swept, though, bro. You think it's going to be sweet? I just think it's a wrap. I certainly hope not, man. You know, having lived here for most of my life, I can tell you that the city – there's a buzz about this city when the Blazers are actually very good. Yeah. Um, there's so many more things to do. Like uh, when they won that game on uh, on Sunday. Last Sunday was cracking. Like it was it was one of the most cracking nights I've yeah, had. We've in Alberta time. for hours. Yeah, it's great. So it was it was an awesome time. So you want that to continue? Uh, hopefully, it can continue all the way through June. I think that's people's goal. But uh, overall, I got to say, I'm proud of this team. I'm proud of the way they've competed for most of the year. 
Uh, it looked like it was doom and gloom the minute you lost uh, Nurkic, and then you lose CJ a few games later, and everybody kind of wrote the Blazers off. Yeah. And for them, this scrappy group to be where they are now uh, with this group of guys, with this coach, you know, it's not the Rockets in the, in the conference finals. Uh, it's not the Nuggets. Uh, it's not the Clippers or any of those other teams that everybody – it's not the Lakers or any one of those other teams people thought it would be. Uh, it's the Blazers. Yeah. And so for that reason, man, I've, I've really enjoyed watching these guys play. Uh, I've enjoyed watching what they do, man. So if this is indeed the last time we get to talk about the Blazers playing actual basketball, I have to tip my hat to uh, Coach Stotts. Uh, I got to tip, tip my hat to the GM, bro. He stepped all over my kicks – you know, and I haven't forgot about that when we were at the Blazers facility a few weeks ago. You're talking about Olshay? Yes. Uh, but Olshay has done a great job of making really? to you, bringing in guys like Rodney Hood, bringing in uh, Enos Cantor. You know, ah. we can't, we look at the things Olshay has done, and mind you, drafting Myers Leonard, you know, making some pretty bonehead moves in between there, you know. Yeah, but okay, so real quick, I, I know we, we ran out of time here. Okay, the Hood pickup was good. The Cantor pickup kind of fell in your lap, though, right? Because New York. They waved him. They waved him. Yeah. I don't know what else this guy's done that, to well, make me feel like he's been doing I mean, such a great he, job. Well, I mean, he drafted Anthony Simons. And mind you, without Anthony Simons to come back and, and be a part of that 30-point comeback that they had against Sacramento, you get the four seed. That means you play Golden State in the second round as opposed to the first round, or as opposed to the conference finals. So him going in there getting Simons, Simons yeah. at the end of the day, it it resulted in the third seed, but which is, if, ultimately even, helped you out. But if you even if you if you put it on a scale and you have uh, Simons and Hood, and then you have Turner and Leonard, yeah, that's a bad. But movie. you also have. Uh, I mean, you're you're not giving him full credit. Like I. He also, I, he also passed he has, up a Jordan Bell. I mean, geez. But he also drafted Damian Lillard. He also drafted C.J. McCollum. He also brought in Nurkic. So, he, you know, he. I mean, he's also done really cool trades in the past. Like, you know, the year he brought in Aaron Afal was a great trade. It just didn't work out. So, like, I think it's the bad moves, like the Turner signing, the Leonard signing, have outshadowed a lot of the good things because I think, I, I'm going to go ahead and say that 90% of the franchises out there would love a GM that makes the moves that he makes. I mean, he's, made, he's done a serviceable job. I won't, <laughs> but I, you know, I. Someone texting on the, on the uh, Better You Today text line, Anthony Simons, that's a stretch, dude. I'm just saying, being <laughs> real, you. without Anthony Simons in that last game of the season, the Blazers lose, they get the four seed, then they get, they're probably playing Golden State in the second round as opposed to having all this fun that we're having in the conference finals right now. And so, maybe just next matters. year, you're, you know, you're, you don't have um, Seth Curry anymore. Maybe Anthony Simons ends up being and that remember, guy, and you're going, oh well. Actually, having well, that's not bad. That. And remember, there was one year. I know we got we're gonna go. We're gonna get the music going in a second. But there was one year where C.J. McCollum was coming off the bench because he wasn't really able to get minutes. And then, what do you know? Wesley Matthews leaves. Insert C.J. McCollum, and he's been 20 points every year since then. So let's just say a couple of these guys leave, and all of a sudden you got guys like Anthony Simons who we know can light it up because we've seen it with our own two peepers come in the game and maybe give you 15, 17 yeah. additional points. So not saying it can happen, Kuzma, but it happened absolutely Jordan can. Bell. Oh, my goodness. Man, there's some guys oh. you look at, but nobody knew he was going to be oh. there. Well, that's going to do it for us here on Sports Sunday. Thank you so much to my guy, Mr. Kenny Scott. Thanks for having me, man. Uh, make sure you follow him on Twitter. Uh, thank you so much for Jesse for holding it down for back there. Lynch will be back next week. So uh, the gang will all be here. We'll get back to doing a Sports Sunday thing. So for my guy, Jesse Osmond, for Kenny Scott, I'm Rashad Taylor. I'm going to see you all next week. Peace. Omaha! Omaha! Omaha!
Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.